Gee, I am very tired. How tired are you? Very tired. I've been working a lot of overtime and it is making me very tired. You, my friend, need some sleep. No, I will sleep when I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) What I need is a good cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee. Freshly roasted gourmet coffee, you say? Yes. Do you know where I could get a cup of freshly roasted gourmet coffee? I do. Where? The Roll Call Room Cafe. The Roll Call Room Cafe? The Roll Call Room Cafe. It's located at 17229 Wayside Drive in Dumfries, Virginia. The Roll Call Room Cafe uses only the finest premium gourmet beans and, unlike national chains, the Roll Call Room Cafe imports, roasts, grinds, and packages their coffee on site. Sounds delicious, Roland. It is. But Roland, I'm in Nebraska. No problem there. You can order their coffee online at www.rollcallroomcafe.com. Rollcallroomcafe.com? Rollcallroomcafe.com. The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. If the lion is the king of the jungle, how can he be the king of the jungle? If he's not the biggest, the elephant is probably one of the biggest. He can't be the fastest because that's a cheetah. He can't be the smartest. So he's not the biggest, the fastest, or the smartest. So how does a lion become the king of the jungle? His mentality. That's the only difference of a lion and an elephant. When a lion walks up and sees an elephant, he thinks lunch. An elephant thinks run. And it's all mentality. Because when a male lion walks up, he may be outnumbered by a pack of hyenas, but I'm king of my jungle because of my mentality. What happens when you're a gazelle and you're not being pushed? You're not being prodded. You're not giving it a reward. Nobody's encouraging you. What happens when you're a gazelle and the lion's not chasing you anymore? You stop running. But what happens when you're a lion? When you're a lion, it does not make a difference. You realize that if your family is going to eat, that if that pack of lions is to survive, then you gotta go hunt. A part of being a beast just ain't eating a gazelle. A part of being a beast is the hunts.
It's the hunt that they're excited about. They like to see the gazelles run. Then poof, they take off. Because real lions like to hunt. They love the process just as much as they love the prize. And some of y'all just want to score. You don't like the process. You're not in love with the process. A true hunter's goal is not the prize. A true hunter's goal is to hunt. That's what they live for. They live to hunt. They don't just live to catch it. It's the whole process. When you are a true hunter, you don't go by time. You go by the gazelle. When you are a true hunter, you hunt until you get a gazelle, and you don't stop until you get one. And then you get another, and then you get another, and you get another. If you're going to do what you say you're going to do, be what you say you're going to be, you're going to have to lion me out. You're a gazelle, you're going to come up short. You're a gazelle, you're going to have an average experience. You're a student, I need you in lion mode. You're an entrepreneur, I need you in lion mode. You try to lose weight, lion mode. You can't do nothing significant in gazelle mode, nothing. Nothing impressive happens in gazelle mode. Nothing happens in run mode, give up mode, quit mode, scared mode, fearful mode, nothing happens. Everything happened in lion mode like I'm coming to get you. And welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast that pissed off shitbag Steve Commanders and cost my daddy his job and then pissed them off yet again with his number one book, Mental Health Barricade on Amazon. And now your host, my Uncle Mike and best-selling author, my daddy. Fuck you, Commanders. Up your ass. You have a chance to sing Every night I have Spread that string In prison by the way I could have been Left you on my own all So at sin I've got to leave before I Start to scream Pour some light the door And all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Roll Call Room Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nick. With me is the wonderful and amazing Lauren, very plump and lovely. You're just jealous of my style. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Folks, in studio today, we have the one and the only Chad Holland here. Not Chris Holland. <laughs> but he will be referred to as Chris for the remainder of his life. For the remainder of his life. Uh, if you guys listened to the last episode, uh, we talked about uh, Chad's book, uh, which is absolutely phenomenal. And... Um, you know, as a good podcast host, you always want to get the name of the person and the name of the book wrong. So, and I've achieved both. So, Chad, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm I'm doing well. Glad to be here, guys. Yeah, had uh, 
He drove all the way from where he lives down to the. I would hope he great... drove from where he lives. <laughs> well, he could have flown. He... Well, could have flown, jackass. Trains, um, planes, okay, yeah. automobiles. So he uh, he drove down here and um, said, "Hey, I want to do." We had always talked about when you finished your book and you put it out about having you on the show. At least he finished something. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> So uh, thank you for making the trip down here. Uh, you're in the wonderful studio here in the Roll Call Room Cafe. Uh, what do you think, bud? Oh, it, it's like the mothership, man. Uh, the <laughs> cafe is awesome. Uh, it's got like a great a, vibe to it. It's so, got, like a museum, right? Yeah, it, it's, it is. It's like you walked into a police, fire, first responder museum. It's got a wonderful vibe to it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then to, to be back here in the... Uh, where where the magic's made is uh is pretty pretty freaking cool, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Well, my pleasure. This is where Lauren gets pregnant. Every I'm, su- I'm surprised we actually have a guest. I mean, yeah. <laughs> why? Why would you keep you telling like? me we have listeners, but I don't ever, you know, we have one. Lauren, Dad, Lauren one. seems to think that like there's only like five people that listen to the show. Really? Uh, oh, I mean, my... aside from the the former commanders and in internal investigation from our because <laughs> we keep getting former... the pronouncement, yeah, the transcripts, <laughs> <Getting> visitors to <laughs> drop off uh, mail to. Yeah, you know, I just feel bad for the person that has to describe, you know, transcribe it. It's like fuck, fuck, shit, shit, dick, <laughs> fuck, shit, fuck, dick, dick, fuck, shit, dick, fuck, moist, moist, <laughs> moist, queef. <laughs> um. You know, uh, but uh, I'm happy that you're here. It makes for a way better interview. Thank you. Um, we love the ambiance here in the studio because yes. while the studio is recording, we have customers in here. So it's really fun, uh, especially the background noise and, uh, <laughs> you know, when the steamer's going for the lattes and shit. So uh, but it's, it's, it makes it, it authentic. Yeah. It's a live experience. Yeah, it makes it, it really authentic. Is. You should know. really, like, open up the wall a little bit so people can see you doing the recordings. Oh, put glass in You know, there. that initially was what I was going to do. And then I was like, let me not do that because you're not pretty for sound purposes. <laughs> it just makes it a lot more <laughs> difficult to do. So I said, you know what? Let's just keep it in a closed door environment and then we can, we can keep it professional <laughs> so um those of you that listened to the last show um you know we really want to make sure that everybody knows that we take um everything serious on this show and um I'm so not gonna lose it lauren I um, hang in. I think That's all you can do is hang in. I, I think this time is the best time for you to finish your story because Chad is no, here. No, 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 no. I'm dying to hear that. That's why I've been tuning I'm in. I'm getting emails up the ass. When is part four coming out? Let the guy finish his story. And I'm, listen, I don't want to be the guy that they found guilty of untruthfulness. But but you were. I was. Yes. <laughs> so but you passed that I'm bridge trying, already. I'm trying to redeem myself. So please, no, it, fans, could you please tell the rest of the story? And here I am today. That, that's the end. Here I am today, sitting in this and cafe, it. and and you made it. Have I have I made the end? Have I like the story? Yeah, like you no, left the, us off. That that. Yeah, I wanted to talk about all the discipline shit, but other things came up, and it seems much more exciting at the moment. Does it? It can all bleed back into my story. It, it's got a piece there somewhere. So what Lauren is referring to is is that the last episode I uh, the last last episode last last episode I dropped a, a bombshell saying I was running for for sheriff and I think a lot of people thought 
Uh, I was just kidding around. And then I launched my website uh, for the campaign. And how did you, I don't know how many times I need to say this. Um, bagels? Oh, nice. It arrived. Uh, nice. Um, I don't know how many times I need to say this to cops of all people, Chad. Right. Electronic like websites track everything. Yeah. Like it tracks your IP address. Metadata. Yeah. Yeah. yeah metadata. You would think that you these... can have Facebook on in the background and it will listen to you and then you'll see ads for the yeah, shit you were just talking about. Yeah. So, all the time. Yeah. All the time. So what gets me is, is that these folks from our former agency that log on to the to my sheriff i think it's funny he still calls it the former agency the former, like we don't yeah, know what it is yeah i know <laughs> I, you know i'm trying all right and um, it's, like, it's a create that mental distance you know yeah yeah <laughs> don't intend to really bash you but no yeah. so so every time somebody logs on to the website it it my phone goes off because there's an app attached to, to the website creepy and it says this person logged onto your site and where they're from it tells you their name if if their IP address is registered, which usually it is, if it's Verizon, like if you have Verizon BIOS, it'll pump up their name on there. Wow. And the amount of people from our former agency who are scared because my platform is is to morph the police department into the sheriff's department. Well, they and, were scared of you before that. Well, they're even more scared because 90 percent of them would be gone. Like they would they would be asked to find jobs elsewhere because. Lauren and I actually sat down the other day, Chad, and we were like, let's make a list of people that we could keep from the police department that are core value. Their core values line with those, what we're those to do. with rank, those with rank, not yeah. officers. Yeah, those, I, uh, that, that I have that to you can build a foundation. Of right, them. right. Right. Okay. Those that that that, I, that we believe that would have the open mindedness to accept the idea or just to enter, entertain the idea, but also to loyalty. Lo I want to say that. I don't want to go loyalty. Because I don't want to say Negan <clears throat> loyalty. Like, I don't want you to fucking bow down. And, exactly. You know, like Those that we believe that are open to giving it a chance and that, that in the past have proven that they are willing to listen to ideas. and, and, and They would bring value. Yes. They would right. bring value. Right. They would right. bring true value and, and help you build well, a, a good agency. Here's the sad part is, is I got three in and I stopped. I was like, I, help me out, Lauren. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is that Lauren came up with the same three people that I came up with. And then we dissected it even more at the sergeant level. Mm -hmm. And we came up, I think, with three or four more people. So out of a 300 person department, I think we're at like seven or six. Right. And that's that's sad because that's a law enforcement agency that's sucking in seventy two million dollars a year from the city. And out of that, we can only salvage six or seven of those people that are sergeants and above, not well, officers. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Yeah, sure. It's it would be tough for you to to do that anyway, right? Because you got an implicit bias. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, there's no getting around that. You yeah, know, you guys both had experiences there that would be tough, right? Yeah. Um, so outside looking in, if you looked at just qualifications, I'm sure I'm sure you come up with a, a you know 50 person list probably. But then once once you uh, filter down into the personalities and the you know the personal experiences then that's how you're you're only stuck coming up with seven or ten people at right. most or whatever right and i think our thing is is that the the new agency would be built off of the new agency would be built off of mental health for for the the deputies within the sheriff's department that is the top top yeah, priority it's gotta be now <clears throat> and well, what's interesting <throat> is is that our the opponent there's no mention whatsoever about 
mental health or, or anything like that. It's, it's inmate based. It's I, this, I, this, it talks about accomplishments right. and, and whatnot. It doesn't talk about vision and, uh, what the goal is moving forward with what I've already, what they have already built. Yeah. It's pretty much that this is my resume. This is what makes me qualified to be to, 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 for the job. But it doesn't mention any platform, doesn't really mention anything. It just talks about continuing more or less a legacy, mm-hmm. but no no new vision, no new yeah. ideas. And one of the things that I, I always keep talking about is that, especially with, with police reform being the, the hot topic of, of, of the day and, and, and the voice of the people, right. um, why are we going with the status quo? Because the city has already been talking about the police, the um, the civilian review board, and getting more interactive and more into you're, you're the oversight of the of the department. Then why are we just doing a status quo still? Yeah. Why are we not listening? Right, and, and you know, you just mentioned something interesting uh, about inmate uh, based, right? Yes. Now you know, New York City, your old stomping grounds. Oh my God! No, no, no bail, no bail. You know, no bail reform or whatever. Like, they quote. Unbelievable. What What is when you said inmate based platform here, what is what is their take? Oh, you're yeah. gonna love this one. So it. each inmate they're working on right now is they're working on inmates getting iPads and getting uh, video visits with um, their loved ones um, and getting I think it was uh, I don't ha- I have it over there. It's like 60 minutes a week of free time to talk to their talk to the family because of the pandemic. Um, COVID shots for the uh, inmates, um, a lot of free things for the inmates to make their stay a little bit more comfortable. How about are they looking to release more inmates into the well, population? Because that's where the, that's well, where the public. Would well, here's here's the thing is, is you'd have to arrest people for you to release people. Yeah. 19 percent increase in crime in the city. And I read this newspaper article today about my my former um, my former chief, who I think is doing a fantastic job. Nineteen uh, percent increase in crime, uh, nuisance crimes are down. So that any cop knows that nuisance crimes are down because proactivity is is low. It's in so, the garbage. Yeah. So this chief holds a town hall meeting, and he tells the public, he goes, "Hey, listen, I've been looking at these numbers for years. I can't figure them out." Numbers are their numbers. These were his exact quotes. Numbers are their numbers. It is what it is. And how the how the citizens don't fucking rake him over the coals for a nineteen percent increase is well, beyond what's, me. What's interesting is is if there was a nineteen percent decrease, he would oh, be singing be, his praise. Oh yeah, right? he'd be right? like, "Look at me! <laughs> look at look at this! Look I, I reduced crime nineteen percent." Yeah. But when it goes up, I, ah. The numbers are just it's a, a national epidemic. Yeah, like, what are you gonna do? Crime's going up all over the <laughs> Don't place. Don't believe what you see or read. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then like so he turns over he turns over the mic to the captain who interviewed me in my internal investigation, who's a patrol uh commander. And this commander, and I didn't even know this, Lauren. Tell me if you knew about this. The department as a whole made a decision to make a list of calls that they will not go out on anymore. Yeah, a lot of places. And they doing stopped that. doing it. Yeah. And they said if you called, you more than he said, if you called, more than likely an officer didn't come out. But we we stopped that a month ago. So we should see a decrease in crime. He, Why wouldn't you wait, tell the on. public he, first? He, wait a second. He actually said that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like that. Yes. Just like that. That that we decided to cut down response. He to told calls, the yeah. public that. But then so realized words, that it was 
We stopped that a month ago. So maybe that wasn't a good idea. So we're going to go back to that. <laughs> Crime will go down because it won't be reported. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, we've done that all along. So, <laughs> But I'd like to know that if a citizen called up about one of those calls on that list, were they told from emergency communications, hey, it's on one of our, um, you know, seven dirty word list we're not coming out to it or were they told okay thank you ma'am or sir um we'll 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 good luck yeah yeah is is there something that we didn't send an active patrol officer to respond to and just shifted to to our telephone reporting unit or is this something that we just ignored altogether i gotta be honest with you it sounds like a foia needs to be submitted for that because i don't know i mean listen we're cops okay we signed up for running into bullets we signed up to get thrown up on and shit on and pissed on and a lot of other stuff. Listen, I know it's tough with the pandemic. We got a lot of shit that we got to go through. We got to, you know, we got to wear PPE gear. We got to do this. We got to do that. I get that. But the job never stops. It doesn't matter whether or not Armageddon is going on or whatever. You have to respond for calls for service. That's our job. That's our duty. Um, whether or not you do that by re- responding to the scene and you getting on the phone with the with the complainant and saying, hey, I'm outside of your place. I'm looking into it. I don't see anything. Or there's nothing wrong with taking reports over the phone with an officer there. Like, I just don't I don't understand how you make a list of calls for service and say, hey, listen, we decided as a, as a department, we're not going to handle that. And better off, how the public isn't going fucking berserk over that in the, in the city that we worked in, which is super, super fucking like <laughs> so. This liberal. this list was not was just drafted by the police department and not made public as to what we I, will and what we won't. I think a FOIA needs to be filed. To so determine if that, that. that's the case, and I'm a voting citizen, um, and I pay my taxes and everything, so Where'd I kind of want to know what my services, what I'm paying for, what services I'm paying for. I mean, how do you, as an administration, just arbitrarily decide? Yeah, our our cops, who you like, you said you pay taxes for. Yeah, they're just not going to come. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I, you know, and, and it, it, you know, obviously Alexander is not the first place that's yeah. ever. But you know this, what, but, you know, of all cities in the United States, that is the one that I would, I would not expect them to be okay with that kind of stuff. Well, see, I, pay, pay, and I'm not to cut you off, but to pay a police chief $197,000 in a city that's 15 square miles. Mm-hmm. And this guy tells you, well, the numbers are the numbers. It is what it is. You're okay with that? See, I, I, what I would what I would think is, and again, the the the, pot, the 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 demographic breakdown of of the population of Alexandria, um, since I, I just went there anyway, um, you've got people that don't care because they don't want <laughs> you to show up at their apartments, yeah, and then you got people that that do care that want you to come out because we rerouted traffic to their neighborhood because of a lightning bolt striking a tree and they got pissed off because there's traffic now um so you really if you're going to make in my opinion if you're going to make a decision like like that then then ask the public okay here these are a list of you know we have a manpower issue we have a pandemic going on we have other things going on this is the reality of our department but okay a, a, a noise complaint you know we've decided or are you okay with us not responding to a noise complaint and handling it a different way right. just so it's, it's transparent it's upfront it's you know here's why we're not sending a, a, an officer to every barking dog uh complaint you know and, and if things improve then we can go back and change but you're still eliciting the public's opinion because that's that's who your customer is that's who you're serving you're not serving anybody but them well not yeah. just that why not make it a pilot program too like, yeah hey we're gonna do it for 
90 days, six to six months, whatever. And then we're going to reevaluate and see how many of these calls we're constantly getting and, you know, what, what calls we get more of, so on and so well, forth. Well, it's kind of like having your officers telework. That's a yeah. good pilot program. Like <laughs> that was a great pilot program. That was a great pilot program. Oh, it was an act. You guys actually did that. Yeah. The first, really. the first month of the pandemic or first three weeks of the pandemic. It, it, Robbing a paycheck. <laughs> Robbing a fucking paycheck. I'll say it for you. We, 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 we woke up the time we were supposed to be at work, uh-huh. logged in, uh-huh. had our phone on, uh-huh. and we were, if uh-huh. the phone rang between that shift, then uh-huh. you have to, you have to reply. Then you just log off at the end of the shift. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You didn't have to get dressed. You didn't have to get out of bed. You didn't have to take a shower That's or right. anything. You could you could do anything you wanted in that time and frame. You didn't even need a mask and a gun on payday. Nope. No, you didn't. <laughs> Interesting. And how many reports would you say got done during that telework day? I did none. Uh-huh. But, uh, I mean, mind you, there was like, what, 12 of us that were home that day? Or not uh, working a shift? Like, there was how seven much of work us? do you honestly think got done? Where, where now, the there citizens were, uh, got There was off. one or two people that, that did telework and knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So I got to give them credit. Yes. Well, they're overachievers. And they no, 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 no. Not all of them. Some of them legitimately did what was asked of them. But a lot of them, you know. Could you imagine getting Bill Cosby's calls for service and trying to telework that shit? Like, I, I, um, poor Bill. Yeah, I, I, um, I think I may have been sexually assaulted by Bill Cosby. Was right. it with or without a frozen pudding pop? The pudding pops. Drink this. You're gonna fall asleep. Ah, you know what? So we are on the mental health topic at this point. Oh, right? we, we, we're right there. Ours right. are there. Yeah. <laughs> collectively, collectively. We're there. We're there. So uh, we opened up. We got uh, some stuff out of the way. Chad, Chris, tell us <laughs> what um, about um, your book. Tell us what's up. Well, I, what's the name of the book? Uh, All right. Scars what's, the, yeah. what's the proper name of the book? Scars of Blue, a story of policing, corruption, mental health, and survival. Um, basically, the over- overarching theme of the book, of course, is, is mental health. That's, that's the whole gist of it. What I do, though, is I start at basically my childhood and, you know, the abuse I suffered as a kid. And then I walk all the way through, you know, my entire life up until this point, of course, and through my police career, all the all the traumas that I've either endured or basically witnessed and how basically one event built upon the other, built upon the other to the point of where I was at the mental precipice and didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And then when I had my fatal shooting, which is the anniversary is actually coming April 26, Ooh. 2012, when I had the fatal shooting, that's what pushed me over the edge and off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, how many years did you have on? Uh, the, when I had the shooting itself, uh, 16 years. Yeah. So it's basically a recap. It starts, like I said, at my childhood, uh, suffered some abuse at the hands of my father Mm. and then, yep. And then, (laughs) and then, um, you know, my, my first marriage was an absolute train wreck. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then, um, I was supposed to say that. (laughs) Damn it. Now this guy's going to be on our phone. I forgot that I was not going to mention that. And then, you know, I go through each event in my police career and how, like I said, it just built, it filled my mental bucket. And and what I didn't do and what the point of the book is, listen, if you're in this line of work, 
or if you're married to someone in this line of work, every time you hit some kind of tragic event or witness a tragic event or experience, and it doesn't have, I don't mean over the top. It could just be the fact that it could be shift work, right? Yeah. Shift work can, can, can tip your, fill your mental bucket. Right. You have to deal with this stuff along the way and unload that shit that just builds up in your head. Otherwise, you're going to unknowingly put yourself up on that, that edge of the cliff. Yeah. And, and then it's just going to take one thing, maybe a couple things, whatever. And you wind up, you know, in the hole. The, 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 one of the issues um, is obviously we have these programs where we like, like a buddy system or mm -hmm. peer, know, peer support. Right. Yeah. And we're looking out for each other and we're supposed to identify these things. But how does a person look out or identify when they're dealing with the same things that you're dealing with? Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's, it's more about like, like you're saying, you have to selfish selfish. You have to acknowledge it yourself and say something I, I don't feel right or a spouse or a significant other yep. is a good marker too to to identify your change in behavior or or attitude and absolutely it takes it takes a milestone to get over that well if i say something i'm going to lose my job right if i say something i'm going to lose my security clearance or if i say yes. something i'm going to lose something sure and i don't want to be that person so it took me like my my ex um noticed my behavior change too and um you know made a doctor's appointment for me and we talked about it and basically oh here's a couple pills whatever da, da, da. and finally it was just like no i i need to talk to somebody right mm -hmm. so and then you know i've been going to therapy and you and i've talked about this a thousand times and and the therapy has greatly helped to help me work through everything and and the things that i never even realized that were connected to my childhood or or, or personal things i'm going through at home that sure. i didn't put the two together that just escalated everything else sure and now i sit here and do a podcast and make fun of myself and, and well, and, and the thing is, is that <laughs> the book, what I, I mean, let's back up. How did, how did you and I connect with each, which, with each other, Chad? Because it's kind of an interesting story as to how we connected with each other. Well, I initially saw you when you hosted um, a, a podcast with Stephanie Samuels, yep. who yep. was my, who's been my therapist. Yep. And um, founder of Copline, founder of Copline, yep. exactly. Outstanding and resource. Outstanding people. resource. She's and she. Yep. I mean, I don't know of anybody who yeah. gives more of themselves to first responders, yep. military, than her. She's yep. just. I I don't know how she continues to give like she does, but that's how I first saw you. And then you know, and then you had mentioned your your book on on that podcast, I believe. And you, then you I wrote a book. I did write a book. It's called um, uh, "How to Win Over People with a Smile." <laughs> and um, I'm going to be brutally honest. I actually read the first chapter and I stopped. Never finished the book. My Ooh. book? No. You fucking motherfucker! Wow. Because I I just hear his voice as I'm listening to it, and I hear it every freaking day. And I just kind of I live it. I, I every day I hear you bitch and complain. So so you never. <laughs> Maybe I gotta get the audio portion so I don't I don't go back to you with it. <laughs> you know, right now I think the I think the song "Feelings" would be more appropriate right now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part about this is, is folks, you have no idea how many how many songs I have to go through to find, find the right these <laughs> songs and cue them up so that I can I can do this to Lauren. You know. 
you folks don't know how much hard work it is to, to get this going. So, <laughs> but uh, to but to get back to your original question or your original thing sorry, is that yet, no 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 I didn't I didn't mean to take us off track there. Uh, <laughs> Somebody sorry. needs to keep me in line. My bad. Rain this back in. Yeah. So we met through Stephanie Samuels and um, that you know I tracked down your book of course read your book and my book came about about three and a half four years ago i mm -hmm. my biggest struggles were after the shooting and just looking back over my life was trying to rectify the facts with the feelings i yeah. couldn't i couldn't come to a congruent solution to rectify my facts and feelings well a lot of what i was thinking like you i would say i would tell people about it or whatever or tell stuff and and it was kind of irrational like things I could have done or should have done or done differently. They were like, there's, you had no control. Right. Why would you think that? So what it came down to was I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself back to center. So one day I just, I, I said, you know what? I always was very good at, if I looked at something in front of me on paper or on, on the computer screen, I was always very good at picking it apart and rationalizing better. Mm. So I literally just started journaling my life. Ugh. Like, yeah, like mm. literally just started journaling my life all the events that took place, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I would take each piece of it and say, what could I have done different here? What maybe could have been different here? Was there nothing I could have done? Or, hey, that's just the way it was. Right. And as I did that piece by piece, event by event, especially like naturally with the shooting, it was really, you know, I was really able to piece, you know, take that apart piece by piece. Right. I was able to, to, to start rationalizing it better and the biggest piece of it was i started learning to forgive myself mm. that was the biggest piece i started to learn that chad okay you didn't know any different at that moment or there you didn't have the tools to do anything different at that moment and that's by writing it down that was by writing it down well, on the computer yeah. uh so no, 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 no I, I should say yeah originally I, I did some some then after a while i was like nah, i, I type much faster so no, I, yeah, but I yeah same so then what I did was, as I was going through this exercise, I'm talking, you know, two, three, almost four years, I went up with like about, I want to say like 330 plus pages of was these it, thoughts. Was it double spaced? It was, I know it was New Times Roman 12 point font. I uh, don't know about the double, double space. I don't believe it was. I Hold think on. It was single can, I, can I have his book, please? Because <laughs> according to the Alexandria City Police Department, you're not a real author if you double space. Uh-huh. Oh, Chad, you are a real author. Oh, Good for you. Thank you. Good thank you. you. Thank you. Wait, is so, yours double space? It is double space. <laughs> <laughs> that's what made me. That's what made me laugh you know about so my book. What's so funny? When you just did that to me, I'm sitting here going in my head. Is shit? Is my book double space? <laughs> you know what was funny is that I had I had anticipated when I released it the major backlash from my my former agency and the and the. Some of the Looney Tunes. They never read there. it either. Well, <laughs> they certainly did because I got records of the e-copies. Um, but the majority of the uh, the locker room chatter was that it was double spaced. And what is this middle school? Like he wrote oh, a book that's middle. Gosh. And it's 119 pages. If it wasn't double spaced, it would be half of that. Right. And I was like. That's the forget about the content that's in it. That's yeah. what we took let's over. Just, yeah. That's let's what we just got talk about it's double a, space. It's like I, I noticed there's a couple like print errors in mine, like not errors not. that I made, but printer. Like they yeah. ran like two words together and stuff. 
I imagine that'll be, yeah, did you see page uh, 85 where the two words are merged together? What a mess. <laughs> Some of my stuff. But you're going to take that critique and you're going to be like, motherfucker, I'm just going to bother the hell out of you. I, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. As an ADHD kicking in, you're like, right. Well, and I made his neur- neurotic even worse was is before we went on, I started telling Chad about like, how to look at numbers on Amazon and stuff, yes. and it will run your phone. Because at right. the time I released it, I had no fucking job. I didn't have this cafe. So every day was nonstop plugging the book and right. getting it out there. And I'm like you. Um, I'm Listen, we're not Stephen King here. No, you know, like, no, I'm not Tom people, Clancy. People, yeah. Yeah, people think <laughs> that when you release a book, you know, that you, you make shit ton of money and all this oh. other stuff. You make nothing, I'm, especially I, when you self-publish. Yes, you make nothing. I'm going. I I will never. I am. I already am convinced. I will never make a dime on this book. I will always be negative, and yeah, that's yeah, fine. That's yeah. fine because it was like you said, Nick. You and I didn't write this book to no. to, to be famous or to, to make money or it, it was all about doing doing the right thing, paying it forward. And, and I I give out I give away more than than a lot right. of books and and. The people that come into the cafe and they buy it or they buy it online or they buy it on Amazon, that all that does is help me buy more books. It, that's the funny part. Yep. I was telling Chad is that I'll go on Amazon and I'll buy 50 e-copies of my own book right. so that I can go on this, these police forums and give them away for free. Right. And uh, that leads me to the other thing is, is that I had posted on uh, the Gram and Facebook uh, that if you went ahead and you pre-ordered um chad's uh soft cover copy book which is coming out june june 1st, 1st yep um that i would give you a free e-copy of uh police mental barricade a survivor's guide to poor poor law enforcement leadership so this is what i'm going to do also now on the air is i'm going to extend it again which is is that if you go on there and you pre-order his book on any platform where his book is available i want you to screenshot that you pre-ordered it inbox or email me at nick at rollcallroom.com and I will send you a free e-copy of my book for buying Chad's book. Thank you, brother. Uh, so you're getting a two-for-one wow. deal. So you're getting a two-for-one deal. And the reason why I, I want to do that is I when I released my book, and I know it's nerve-wracking, and I, oh, yeah. I actually enjoyed watching you through the whole entire uh, publication process yeah. because I was there. Um, you took my recommendation. You went with the company that I went with. Um, you know, you did, you went through all the trials and tribulations. I got to watch, I got to read the book before it even went to publication, which was awesome. I love that. Um, I got to see the book cover. I got to see the re-edited book cover. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, you folks have no idea how Chad was neurotic about (laughs) his, his name at the top of it. And we went back and forth text messaging, and I was like, just leave Chris Holland the way it was. And he well, was like, no, it's Chad. And I said, no, Chris sounds so much better. But neurotic, I just went, neurotic, not because I, I'm not about ego. Yes. I, I listen, yes. part of me almost like doesn't, like if I can make my name as small a font as possible, yes. I would. I just want the book out there but for that, people but that But that speaks help. towards your, your personality and it t- speaks towards your genuineness of this book because you had messaged me. You said, "Listen, the the um, illustrator needs to change the color of this, yep. but also I want them to shrink down my name." And I said, "I said I'd have to disagree with you with that because everything in that book boils down to your name being on that book and owning the book. You've earned that size font. 
It sounds silly, but unless you've written a book, are you, are you the kind of person that doesn't enjoy or, or feel comfortable when you're talking about yourself and selling yourself? So what's funny is. <laughs> I'm going to rename my book that I'm going to write, and it's going to be finally my last chapter. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. Chad, you don't hear anything, do you? There's, there is something distracting me. I'm not. I can't. It's probably the frother. It, it could be the frother. It could be. But anyway. Fluffer or frother? Frother. Frother. Okay. I wasn't sure. I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. The fluffer is the, the <laughs> after the podcast. Oh, okay. Elmo. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. We're, but yeah. Elmo. Same word. Same word. In all seriousness, we're going we're gonna to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back. All right? Never answering my questions. Oh, we'll answer it. We'll be. <laughs> I see a pattern here. We'll be right back, folks. Law enforcement suicides are at an all-time high right now. One of the causes is poor leadership within the law enforcement profession. Nick, the host of the Roll Call Room podcast, has written a book, Police Mental Barricade, a survivor's guide to poor law enforcement leadership. This book is a raw and powerful look into suicide and how poor leadership decisions contribute to law enforcement suicides. Buy the book now at mentalhealthbarricade.com and stop the stigma. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? We have a problem here. All right, folks, we are back from break. Uh, we had to quickly do a break. We were running out of time. Uh, Lauren, you were in the middle of asking Chad an actually really important question. So. I'm getting used to being in the middle of asking important or saying important things and being cut off by music. <laughs> I promise I won't this time. You lie like a... You know, there, there's your integrity right there. There's the untruthfulness. Oh. Well, without a polygraph. Without a polygraph. There we go. How? No, so my, my question is, and, and this, I, I know how I feel when people ask me um, about my, you know, what have you done? What are the good things you've done? Because I'm, I'm always self, like, I, to me, I could always do better, in, sure. my, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So people say, well, you should take pride in yourself. You've done X, Y, Z, da, da, da. Or, or you're sitting there, you, you're kind of like writing your resume, and you're telling somebody, well, I've, I've served in the military, I've, 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 I've um, became a police officer, I was a foster parent, I adopted kids, and I, I give, give, give. But to me, it's just like, eh, if that's what I do, that's me normally. Right. So do, do you experience, and you said earlier, it's like you're writing about yourself. Right. Do you experience that as well, where it's challenging to just put out there? It, it was, yeah. That So I do the same thing when I do a job application. I'm like, I'm putting down all my, I'm like, oh, I look like a horrible applicant. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like, it goes back to my, uh, when, I, when I was, I was explaining about the journaling, right? Once I finished what I felt, that I finished my journaling, that I felt I addressed all the all the stuff along the way. I as I was writing it though, I started to look at it and I started to go, you know, besides helping myself, at any point, can I can maybe this anything here help anyone? Anyone at all. And I at the more I went back and read my notes over and over and over again, I started to say, you know, if I can make this somehow coherent, 
and, and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, if I could put this my in, mind can't interpret it, yeah. I don't know, but yours. Yeah, exactly. It's like so. I mean, if I can make this somehow coherent and put this in some kind of sequence or some kind of order, you know, and, and like like Nick just said, I'm no I'm no Stephen King, Tom Clancy, but if I can make this somewhat readable and put this in some kind of form, will this benefit somebody? And I kept struggling with that question for months, probably, and then finally, I'm like, you know what? Give it a shot. Give it a shot. So I literally started writing the book, putting all those thoughts together, outlining it and everything. And all along the way, though, to get back to your original question, it kept playing. Am I talking about myself too much? Am, mm -hmm. Is this all about am me? Too critical right, am I, or am I too critical? Or, am I, or is the fact that, you know, is somebody going to find value in what I'm sharing? Or are they going to look at it and go, okay, dude, so what? That's how I feel about the podcast sometimes. <laughs> so as long as it makes you really laugh. listen yeah, right? <laughs> that's it as long as you laugh and smile no, because but... i i had i had um i'm thinking i i, I, I want to write a book just like uh, you guys i've did. been telling you i yeah, no, he's just i've been for i've been pushing it to him i'm like it's and, and it's therapeutic exactly yeah it's so, therapeutic uh, definitely bingo so the title of my book that and, and i'm going to give credit to my mom again who listens to the podcast hi mom time. yep um we Sorry. came up with the title of is is always being the um it's not going to be exact, but 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 is always being the right guy or right person worth it? Okay, I it think you're going to change letters, that over and over and over. Uh, you I, are. Yeah, you know, it being in the capital letters and and, and being prior Air Force, you know, the Air Force core uh, values is honesty, integrity, thank you for service. Before, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> service before self. Thank so you. So being a person that gives 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 to the community and keeps doing the right thing and having that integrity, having that honesty, and going back to my story, coming forward to my chain of command, saying, "Hey, I made a mistake." Right. I want to work through this. Right. Um, but in the end, what is what? What am I getting out of? What is that? Per and I don't want to. I'm not a psychologist by any means. I'm not. A, I'm not any. I don't have any of that type of degree. So mm -hmm. I don't want my book to be interpreted like I'm giving professional advice. And again, I haven't mm -hmm. read your book yet. But um, great preparation for the show. <laughs> well, he hasn't read yours either. So. <laughs> I got a lot of catching up to do. We learned a lot about him today. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 something that my experiences and my choices in life. And I like your concept about writing it down and then picking apart what you could have done better. Yes, yes. that's the huge part. Does is is that going to be worth reading to somebody on the outside? So my 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 driving and, and I struggled with this as I wrote the book, too. It was I was constantly saying to myself, like each time I got a chapter done, I would say, will anything in that chapter possibly help anybody? Mm. And if it did I would be like okay if not I would go back and maybe revise or uh, revise in the sense that maybe I tried to drive the message home more right, right or whatever um, but at the end of the day if you really have to just say to yourself whatever you've experienced right if you could if you could share your experiences with somebody do you think like just now me and I having a conversation mm. if you start to tell me about your life experiences right and I'm sitting here listening the question in your mind's gonna gonna in the back of your mind's gonna be, is Chad learning anything about me that is of value to him? Right? That's that's kind of like the whole just what, what are you right? taking from, from what am I experience? taking from your experience? Right. So if you can answer that question to yourself, or you know, answer that question as far as if I put this in writing and put myself out there, not only is it therapeutic, like Nick said, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, that that did was the initial driving force. I, I actually said to myself, you know what? I don't care if I don't sell one copy. If I have the one copy in my hand that's for me and me only, good enough. Because that way I can say I, I my life's in the, in the paper. My <laughs> life's in the right. My life's in these pages. And you know what? I I I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with my life. Yeah. And 
if you can, if you can keep an, if you can answer that question to yourself, that if I do this, will it help one person? And I know that's cliche. Oh, just one person, but it's mm-hmm. true. If it'll help one person, including yourself, yeah. if it'll just help yourself, that's fine. That's yep. all the motivation you need. And anything above and beyond that is just anything your... above and beyond is gravy, right? It, it, it's just, and that's, that's the way I feel about this book. I had no idea if I, you know, when, and Nick will tell you when we started this journey and, and by the way, Nick, I, I want to thank you. You, I don't know if I ever would have got this across the finish line without you. I mean, oh, honestly, I dude, you, that. you, uh, well, I appreciate you beyond, you know, because you, you helped me see the path to the, to the finish line. And I, I can't thank you enough for that. And I, that's, but that was my overarching thing was that if, if, if one person does benefit from it, great. If not, Oh, well, and I had no idea once, you know, I, I completed it. If this is, Hey, I still have no idea you, if you, I, how many you copies, know, you know, when, and I, we, you and I haven't talked about this yet because the book just just came out. Is well, is even out actually? Out actually, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But when the first person sends you an email and says to you, "Hey, I I read your book, and this is what happened to me, mm. and and this mm-hmm. is your book made me see this." I have at least a hundred of those emails that have come through. Oh, that's amazing. See, even from the podcast, the, the response it's crazy. Oh, Did you, yeah. The ones that you shared with yeah. me that are like, I, I listened to the story and, you know, here's my story. And, and our, I think our mission was to share our story so that others out there can, One can, person. can compare. There but then when One. they, when they email us back saying, Hey, you know, your story inspired me. I'm going to tell you my story. I'm sitting yeah. there going, as I'm reading it going, wow, that, I'm not the only one out there. So it kind of had a reverse effect. I'm, well, I'm when, when the original host and I started this show, we, that was our thing. Chad was one person and we got, we got hundreds of emails from people that were like, you know, this helped me this way. And this helped me that way. And I remember one particular email. I have to find it and I'll read it again. It's in one of our earlier episodes in the first season. There was a girl, there was a woman that wrote to us, um, that she knew her husband was off. Like he just wasn't acting right. And she had started listening to the show and um, she decided that after listening to a couple of shows, especially there was a show that we did where um, I had uh, family members on where their 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 loved one killed themselves and they were um, police officers. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I made a commitment that I was going to challenge him when he came home from work. She waited for him to come in the door and she said listen something's not right i just don't you're off and her husband broke down to her and was like i need to take you to the basement and show you something he takes her down to the basement and he had planned on killing himself that night and he had written notes to her and the children and she he had laid them out on the pool table (sighs) and he was going to kill himself that night and I'm reading. Yeah, I, I, dude, I, I, I yeah, swear like, to God, I got goosebumps and, right now. Uh, I remember sending that to our original, um, the original co-host, and I was just him and I just were like, we tried reading it. I remember that actually. We tried reading it on the air. My original co-host broke down, yeah. and I had to take over reading it. I remember that. And it's stuff like that where you're like, you know. I told people the last episode, there was a reason why we, we hadn't put an episode out in a month between running the cafe and you know family life and all this other stuff. I've got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And I really, for a while have been contemplating shutting, shutting the show down because 
it's it's a lot a lot of work and this isn't to pull at your heartstrings folks it's it's more of like this you know, isn't how, a full-time gig this it, is something we do gig, just to, right and it's not a paying full-time gig and this i never was in this for the money as much as my former agency some of the clowns over there with patreon that we have it costs money to run a podcast sure. it's not free it's it's expensive and when you're not working that's a problem right um and you have a family and you need to support them you know the things i put my wife through while i was while the show was climbing and doing well and it was i mean the things that i did i i, I mean i can't even begin to tell you the stuff that i did um, but the good thing is, is my wife and I are starting our own podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. So nice. that's going to be really interesting. It's, uh, it's called, uh, coffee cops and kids. Oh, cool. Um, so we'll actually be doing our first episode soon, but it's, it is going to be from a, uh, from a standpoint, my, my wife was a deputy in the sheriff's department. She worked in housing units, so she gets the law enforcement side, but right. also she watched as my mental health just fell apart right. and just tried to do her best to steer me in the right direction but to and go six back months is going to be a bravo episode of the nick and nicole coffee shop <laughs> and it's going to be live broadcast and every episode will be filmed in here like yeah. everything everything will it's take be place behind show. the counter right yeah. Yeah, exactly we're going to just throw shit at you. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't hot coffee is it yeah it's like fuck your espresso there's no crema um, that's not the Guatemalan coffee. It's just too expensive. Chad, where's the bourbon? <laughs> yeah, where's the bourbon? For you folks, Chad is so hopped up. I oh my god! Double, I made him a double espresso before we went on the air. This dude is shaking like he just, like he just did like meth. He's like, <laughs> I've actually calmed down a lot now, though. I'm I have you? Like Go you look. I, I think I have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, when you were doing each chapter, yeah. did you have anybody else read it or? You waited till the end and then had somebody read it. So nobody, cover to cover, this is all mine. Um, and I'm not saying that to brag. I, I, I'm saying but that. But did you write a chapter and say to your wife, here, no, this? No. Really? Nobody's read. Nobody has read. Till the, the end. Till the end. The only person who read read the book at, at and, and uh, initially at the end was my editor. Um, what? She went through it. and did, Yeah. So everything in there. By the it, way, isn't that the most uh, nerve wracking thing when you send it over to the editor oh yeah and and what's funny was they raped the fuck out of books bro. i was i was blessed though she was she was awesome or her name is uh jamie clayton and she was awesome. absolutely what's awesome up, jamie? to work with yeah what's up jamie Shout um so she was fantastic she actually was referred to me by a mutual friend of ours mm -hmm. and he had written a bunch of books mm -hmm. and she was amazing she was and what what was great about it was as we went through the project together I, I felt her passion for the project. That's grow. what you need. That's what I needed. You right. You need an editor with passion. And, and so originally she was just looking at, you know, period spaces, you know, ground. But then she would come back and say, Chad, I think I know what you're trying to say here. Yeah. You might want to just switch. Like it was more about switching the order on stuff sometimes right, than right. it was actually about rewrites. Right. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. But then when I, you know, when I spoke to you and you read the pre-draft and I had a couple, I had, I had basically a little, and actually I thank, thank everybody in the back of the book, the mm -hmm. special thanks. I had that little brain trust who, when I finished the book mm -hmm. and sent it to you guys, you guys came back with, with thoughts. And I would go back and, and change some things that, Oh, maybe this will make more sense or you yeah. might. So, yeah. But as far as like from cover to cover initially, yeah, I, I, I just, I plugged away. It took me about 14 months of Jesus. writing. Jesus. Yeah. 
So I, I was I got time for that. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I was kind that. of, I was kind of unorthodox. <laughs> what I did was, is I bought dragon software. So it's the talk to text. Oh, wow. Um, and I hooked it up to my laptop. I can't type, I can't type and I can't spell. I, and my grammar speak. is fucking terrible. <laughs> Thank you, New York city public. Yeah. <laughs> but what I found was, is I would wake up in the morning and I would make a cup of coffee. I'd sit at the bar and I would just talk, just talk. Interesting. And, you know, the software, uh, this is no plug to Dragon. They don't give me shit. You know, <laughs> that should, that It's very expensive. Okay. But I found that it was a lot easier to talk and text. And then what you do is, is at the end, you hit play and it reads it all back to you mm. in like a robot voice, which is kind of creepy, but it also... It reads it back to you and you listen to it and you're like, fuck, that is so profound because you're just talking. You're just right. talking and it's capturing everything. And um, whenever I get around to the second book, um, that's how I'm going to do the second one. It's just my passion for the first one is not there for this one. Yeah, it's just it's tough. It's tough. tough. When, it's you, tough. when you get that motivation and you start rolling with it. But for me, the first chapter came out and then I handed it over to my wife and I said, you know, what do you think? And she was the one that was like, this is deep, but this comes with some, some backlash. This comes with sure. some blacklisting. Sure. And we talked about that outside before we even started the show, oh, which yeah. is a lot of folks were like, you know, you'll never work in law enforcement again. Nobody's going to touch you with a 10 foot pole. Right. Um, you know, you're going to be labeled a, a nut. And, well, yeah. And just, re just, just the revelation of your, of our mental health issues. Just saying my fear of being a co-host on the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> we well what, you, what you get, your defense you could say is that you were just trying to rein like people like Nick and I in. You were yeah. here for like, you were like, I'm you're the walking safe word. word. You're yeah. the walking yeah. safe word is yeah. what you are. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you, your, your title for the book, was that the title from the beginning no. or did you change it a million times? So it, it, it uh, I'm going to say this was the third or fourth title that I, I started out with, uh, I think it was being blue. Then it was being, then bleeding blue. And then, oh. and what happened was I, I think at some point I Googled both of them and they both popped up like somebody already had them. Yep. So then I was reading a book. Uh, it was called Battle Scars by Jason Fox. Um, he's actually a, a former British SAS. He hosts like a show that's over in Britain or whatever. And I, I just like the way the word scars jumped out at me. Mm. And I just I sat there. I remember as I read the book, I flipped back to the cover and I'm like, I just love the way that word scars jumps out. Yep. And then finally, I'm like. One day I was just like, scars are blue. That's awesome. Scars of blue, you know, bleed blue. And that's, you know, that's basically what the scars on the front, you know, show you the officer's chest being ripped open and he's, and he's bleeding blue. I think that covers awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And, I, and I'm glad that you didn't settle on the other two because it, it's very close to what Lauren's title is because he's kicking out quite a few. And <laughs> uh, I wrote down a couple of uh, the ones that he's looking at. And you could tell me whether or not, because I, I steered him in the direction the same with Why you. Why do I have a sense this is going south? And I, I, he asked for my opinion. He, he forgets he asked me to be his campaign and, manager um, for sure. So oh boy. I asked him, he asked me to help him. So the first title was Blue in You. <laughs> wow. That can go more. Couple the ways. second one was Big Blue Sticking It in You. The third one was Ouch, Ouch, Your Blue is in Me. I like the first one. The fourth one was blue in or around my mouth. <laughs> uh, 
E was um, Bravo Sierra Blue in me. I don't know why he thought that one was good. Um, the uh, what's this one? The ninth one is um, uh, Big Blue Hurts, but feels so good. Not a weird. Big Blue Hurts, but it feels so right. Oh, that's that's number ten. So you, <laughs> you are modifying it. Um, Can I add one? Yeah, yeah. Ouch! It hurts there, and it's blue. Or is oh, that, does that work? Or no? That's funny. That's number Z. Oh, number Z. Number Z. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad that you didn't try and steal his and, thunder. And, and, oh, I wasn't. And, and, I would subject, not do like, that. Like you say, a story of policing. Yeah. It's like um, uh, Vaseline with sand or something or sandpaper on whatever. Oh, by the way, we didn't mention that. It's Nick, a good thing I'm, I'm good at like taking this shit. You are. I am. You just prompted me when you picked up my book. Um, Nick wrote the foreword, mm-hmm. and he wrote a phenomenal foreword. You uh, tricked me. I, I did. I you tricked, tricked you. me. I did. You were like, "Hey, could you write this forward for me?" And I was like, uh, "I don't. I'm not good at writing, man." Like, <laughs> yeah, I wrote a book, but I'm not I'll really good at writing. Because I read the Chester Juden him. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> He's like, uh, but he didn't tell me that I would be the only forward in the freaking book. Yeah, because man. when I got the book, you FedExed me the book and I opened it up. And uh, one, I was blown away that you sent it to me. And then your your message in there uh, personalized to me. It meant a lot to me. But then I go to the forward and I'm like, oh, who else did he get for his forward? And then I, I go through mine and then it goes right to the fucking dedication. And I'm like fuck <laughs> I, was like, I was like jesus christ chris what are you doing chris chris, chris. <laughs> oh that's uh, great so um scars of the blue gonna be a scars of the blue he did it again scars of blue <laughs> <laughs> scars of blue chad holland you can go on amazon right now and you can pre-order uh, the book comes out June 1st. Um, again, if you pre-order it, take a screenshot of your pre-order, uh, inbox message or email me at nick at rollcallroom.com and I will send you a free e-copy of uh, Police Mental Barricade, The Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. Uh, Chad, Lauren, and I, uh, thank you for coming. Oh, this thanks has for having been me, guys. absolutely fantastic. Uh, folks, uh stay tuned and stick around because for the first time we're going to do a little bit of a bonus segment Uh-oh. uh oh uh with uh with chad lauren you have been fantastic this isn't gonna hurt is it oh, it's, <laughs> it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt uh next episode if lauren remembers to bring um some props we've got some uh really nice fun game that we're gonna play uh, called, called ouch ouch you're the new guy on the podcast um, show me where it hurts point so, to where it hurts point to where the chief hurts you as i stare at the bat negan's bat up the wall yeah. there oh uh the chief had his arms on my shoulder and then i have felt a poke um but chad it took about 15 uh, minutes to feel the poke but i mean after a while it, just, it felt good <laughs> no not really no okay uh chad uh any parting things that you'd like to tell the uh the fans out there uh, just, you know, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me. I mean, this is a huge honor for me to be here with you guys. You guys, I, I've listened to all the podcasts. I went back and listened to all the podcasts before. And just the, just the message you guys are bringing forth is amazing. And, uh, you know, I've just, I'm just i I'm honored to be here. And thank you. And I appreciate you plugging the book. And, you know, I, I, I like I said, at the end of the day, I just hope it if it helps one person, 
the mission accomplished. I'm telling you, I think it's going to do really well. Lauren, uh, how can people get a hold of you? Lauren, L-O-R-E-N, at rollcallroom.com. And Chad, if they wanted to get a hold of you, where can they get a hold of you? Uh, scarsofblue at gmail.com. Not of the blue. Not of the blue. No, scars, scars of, of blue. blue. Of blue. Of blue. <laughs> at gmail.com. All right. So, Chris, thank you so much for coming in. And uh, everybody. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Uh, stay tuned for a little bit of bonus. Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you can get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to rollcallroom.com to pledge today. I like the song. I got my first real six string. All right, folks, if you have stuck around to this part of the podcast, we're going to do a bonus segment. Figure since uh, Chad is here, it wouldn't be fun not to do an episode without um, a little game. So we are going to play. Why are you blindfolding me? Um. <laughs> Let me get descriptive with people. So right now, Chad uh, is in a kiddie pool. He is lathered up in uh, warming KY. There are three midgets, uh, different sizes, which is weird. I think midgets is uh, not PC. I think oh, you say little people. Little people? Little okay. People. I'm sorry. What do you guys want to be called? Dwarf? Little people. Okay, cool. They represent uh, them. Wow. <laughs> Woo! Off on the Elbert Road. <laughs> uh, so we are going to play a game that we have played on here before. It is called um, Name That Price. Okay? Oh boy. It is all law enforcement equipment, and we're going to use Amazon as the point of reference. Okay? okay? Everybody flip your phones over. Okay. Thank you. Okay. We're going to start off slow, and then we are going to... I like it already. We are going to scary, scary. advance on, okay? So we'll do really, really slow. Why does that say adult toys on your phone? Why oh, not? Hold on. I'm going <laughs> to minimize this. Farm animal. Let me copy this down because I'll forget my password for this. Um, fuck you, APD. Wow. Apostrophe. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's my password. Cool. All right. Um. Right now, uh, I am on Amazon, and I am looking at um, tactical Oakley sunglasses. Mm. These will be um, the rectangular sunglasses. Uh, are we talking retail, or are we talking law enforcement? Price? We are talking retail, not okay. law enforcement discount. Okay, These are called the Flak 2.0s. Okay? Right. It's a very pretty name for sunglasses. Um, Flak 2.0s. Um, I will start with our guest... Chad? Quick question. Yes. If you get it under, is it? You get plus or minus $10. Plus or minus okay. $10. Plus okay. or minus $10. All right. I am going to throw out $198. Chad says $198. Lauren? Are they polarized? They? Who the fuck asked that kind of question? <laughs> you going to make me fucking click on this thing? <laughs> Motherfucker, man. Do the arms adjust? This is why you don't work for fucking the department anymore. Oh, wow. Uh, ultra radiant 
ultraviolet. Are radiation. you on the adult? You're on the adult toys page again. <laughs> again. Switch back, oh my please. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ultra vibrating, you said, or something like. Yeah. These are not polarized. These are not polarized. Chad, would that change your? No, I'm no, going to go 198. Okay, yeah. cool. Awesome. Um, uh, the guy um, that has to ask the ridiculous questions, what is your price, sir? 158. 158? And Lauren, you are correct. Wow. The actual retail price is 149.95. There you go. 149. It's good to ask questions. You, you, you know what? You you you, you as, deep dive as, as a cop. You, did a you, dive. Knew, you yeah, want you're details. Right. You're right. You, you I, need I, to I know. failed. I failed. You're right. Why did I A failed. punch B? Because uh, A hated him. Well, yeah. why did they really hate him? Because B kicked him in the nuts. Okay. Well, yeah. that makes more sense now. You're, you know what? I've, it's been years. I've lost some of my invested career skills. I just yeah, just blew it. Yeah. Here, this mm. is a great book called Scars of, of Blue. Blue by Chris Holland. Uh, oh, I heard this is a very good book. Now we are, <laughs> we are going to move into one of the most important things for you to have fresh out of the academy is a good pair of boots. Mm. Okay. Um, this boot is a tactical boot. Uh, it is a three-quarter boot. Okay. Um, it is black in color. It is made by a local company, uh, which... Their um, letters are U and A. We will not say their names because they don't mm. pay a shit. Mm. So mm -hmm. uh, they get nothing. Okay. Um, this boot is called the Valzettes. The Valzettes. Okay. Uh, that should not make any difference whatsoever. I mean, Valzette. I mean, shouldn't make a difference. No. Um, but that's the name of the style. I personally don't like these boots um, because they fall apart after a year. Um, but and that's why we don't have sponsors. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Chad, three quarter boot, tactical, black in color. What would you estimate the retail value? Retail value on Amazon. I am going to go with oh waterproof. Yes, they are waterproof. Completely leather. Um, no. Ah, uh, so they're a combo. rubber. Rub well, yeah, they're well. The fabric is textile and synthetic. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna made in China. Made in China. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with rubber sole. One thirty nine ninety nine. All right. Um, any mm -hmm. other ridiculous questions, Lauren? Before you <laughs> do, yes, all, they... do all your toes fit in it? <laughs> uh, yes, it does come with shoelaces, <laughs> steel toe, zipper up the side. Is it? A... Uh, no zipper up the side. Not steel toe. One thirty nine ninety nine, huh? Mm -hmm. And plus, say I was I was doing the plus or minus ten thing. So. Yeah, I know. So if I go one twenty nine, yeah. that's that's within your ten. What so do you we're think? Both would be one twenty five. One twenty five, up a plus or minus. Uh, Chad and Lauren. Wow, that is a big fat no. It is ninety one dollars and forty eight really? cents. Ninety one forty eight. Okay. You might as well be giving them away. You must be losing money. Yeah, right? I mean, my goodness. All right. Every good tactical Tommy needs. Did you have to use the word Tommy? Tactical Tommy. I'm having got nauseous. Sorry. Woo. Okay. Is that like a don't be a Steve kind of tactical Tommy? Tommy is the epitome of Steve. Okay. So we are going to do a tactical knife. Okay, this tactical mm. knife is not like any other tactical knife. It is made by Smith and Wesson, not Wesson and Smith. Okay. It is called the Border Guard 10-inch High Carbor 
SS folding knife with a 4.4 inch Tando blade and aluminum handle for tactical survival and EDC. No idea what EDC is, but it looks like it has that little seatbelt cutter that that's, doesn't cut shit. That's what I was going to ask. Okay. Does it have a window punch on it as well? Um, that'd be a no. Okay. No window punch. Uh, Chad, nobody's really expecting from uh, anything from you at this point. Because <laughs> you, um, haven't gotten any. Oh, it does have a window punch at the, at the ah, end. Ah, okay. okay. It right. does have a window punch. It's not really going to make a difference because you're going to get it wrong anyway. <laughs> but um, I figure I would give you that information. Appreciate uh, it. Let me get the. Does it come with a sheath? Uh, it does not come with a sheath because it's a folding knife, Chad. Um, well, could you have like the little belt sheath, right? Like a, you know, it comes with a clip if that's what you're included. talking about. Um, you're doing you're doing fantastic. Um, <laughs> my question. So so if yeah. I was on the prices right, I would have been blown out. Uh, question one. Question one. I was seriously would have. Yeah, you, I think you would. I wouldn't. Done. They wouldn't have called me out you of the audience. Whole actually. hour episode yeah. here to get it wrong. Okay, so okay. You'll, you'll be up there giving the wrong answers. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That is that is true. Okay. Um, so, I think Lauren should have to go first this time, though. Oh, okay. Um, Lauren, Just saying. I mean, Lauren, why don't you give us your price? Eighty dollars. <laughs> okay. But that, no, that's unfair because now he's going to be either. I'm sorry, I slipped. Yep, no uh, shit, you slipped, you fucker. Chad, biases is here. Chad, try and get on the board. What do you uh, think? I'm going. You know what? I, I, and I, you could have it delivered today between five and ten p.m. Oh uh, well, I'm. I've been going. I've been shooting high the whole time over the target. I'm going to shoot low this time. I'm going to go with forty nine ninety nine. Forty nine ninety nine. Chad and Lauren. It is twenty-two dollars and thirty-nine cents. You still twenty-two thirty-nine. Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson. Ah man, I wow. You sure it's not a knockoff? No, like, it's like is Smith spelled correctly? <laughs> it's not S M Y T H instead Swift. of S M I T H. All right, not Smith West, but yeah, Smith, Smith and one West. Of, one of the things that you're going to need on this job, and also in Lauren's bedroom, is a pair of fearless. <laughs> wow. Model 808 hinged <laughs> nickel handcuffs with two two keys, not one key, two keys, folks. The leather ones, they don't. Peerless, but fuzzy. Model bundle. 801 hinged nickel yeah. handcuffs uh, on sale and uh, sold by. Wow, this is really weird. These are having feathers. Sold by yeah, exactly. Walmart. It's ugly. Sold by Walmart and fulfilled by Amazon. Really weird that so it's Walmart selling Amazon. It's Amazon. Wow, Amazon. Yeah, um, whammy, whammy, Chad, whammy. <laughs> again, nobody's expecting much from you. Sure. Um, what do you think? Seven <laughs> hundred. Oh wow, hinged handcuffs. Oh man, dude, it's been so long. I didn't even answer yet. Oh, sorry, I was He's just getting it ready. Lord Almighty. Uh, let's go with uh, thirty nine ninety nine. Thirty nine ninety nine, Lauren. Sixteen ninety nine. Sixteen ninety nine. So it's, it's a Amazon thing. <laughs> Was that uh, his or mine? Both. Damn it! Wow. Uh, the correct price is fifty two dollars and seventy three cents. Fifty two seventy three. Yes, pure. That was the closest I got because you did the plus you ten. Close. I was, but you know what? Is that with tax? But the blade. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Ch shipping. Like, is, it, is this old Virginia or Delaware? Come on out. I mean, yeah. Or is this old? You know, was this New Jersey tax? Is this New Jersey tax? I'm I, I like how Chad's like. I did get close. It's like you know, like <laughs> almost hit the. Time. I almost. I almost. I almost slipped with the stripper. Almost. Yeah. yeah almost. almost. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? Um, that was like my shooting. 
Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Almost uh, if that case is closed now, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Should be All right. Well, no, that's the only night I shot 100%. Uh, <laughs> what does she say? Easy. <laughs> that's why I always had that rumor, don't ever shoot expert, because it would get that one moment where you have a shooting and you'd screw up, and they'd be like, well, you shot expert for X number of years. Well, that's and- why I, so a quick story, the, the next day after my shooting, somebody had text because I was never the most proficient shooting just when you're just punching paper. Yeah. And I would shoot anywhere from low 80s to low 90s. And the next day I got a text. Wow. Surprised you hit him. He was standing right in front of you. I said, that was the only time I've ever shot a hundred (laughs) percent. Oh my God. (laughs) Two for two. Not to make light of it, not to sound morbid, not to sound insensitive, but that was cop humor. I think that's gallows humor. It's in the book. I put that in the book. All right. So we're going to do the last one, folks. Last one is going to be a very good seat organizer heavy-duty molded car organizer front uh, front or back seat mount durable oh like an, an uber it's plastic um, goes both ways yep uh holds a lot of shit in, in this pack. is that in the description brand. holds a lot of shit yep it's right here oh. uh, it says holds a lot of shit and it's free delivery and will be here by thursday he's on the adult toys page again. i am yeah. uh does not include its own batteries box may vibrate upon arrival interesting um so this is a name brand also uh a name brand that's known to all of us in law enforcement starts with a g oh okay right. uh-huh. yep, yep. it's like balls. balls yes yes very good yes. i like that like Man, balls. You're, you're natural at this. yeah right awesome i'm um, hairier shape um Easy. this one is <laughs> smooth smooth chad again nobody's expecting very much from you yep um how many pockets does it contain uh, one big pocket up top, a long pocket on the bottom, and it looks like holding two handcuffs as well in the front. Or wait, wait a minute, are Is we talking almost, about? Th- are we describing a woman here? What are that we talking like about? Like how many holes versus pockets? Yeah. Or like, uh, well, I'm a little confused now. I don't know where. I'm going to show you guys a picture of it. Uh, okay. okay. Wait, well, that's like. Is that a solid piece? Like, one yeah. solid oh, piece. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. So it's that carbon every, fiber. Yeah. I think every oh. rookie buys that one and then realizes that when you try and put it in your car, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like to take it out and put it in your POV and yeah. shit falls all over the place. Yeah. It's easier just to get a bag. Right. But anyway, what's your price there, Chad? Oh, let's go with. Uh, Come on, Chris. Let's do seventy nine ninety nine. Okay, seventy nine ninety nine. He's giving me false hope there. One twenty five. One twenty five. Chad, I'm sorry. Yeah. You got it right. No. Wow. Wow. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in again to a bonus segment called Name That Price, where this game not only shows that a bunch of law enforcement officers that have been around for a while have no fucking clue how much shit costs, um, that we're willing to pay more for cheap shit. Because we're experienced law enforcement officers, we know cheap shit don't last long. There you go. That's it. We- Folks, I want to thank you for tuning Learn in. Learn from the experiences or experienced ones. Uh, you can go on rollcallroom.com or if you go on rollcallroomcafe.com right now, buy two bags, get one free with code podcast. Chris, I want to thank you for playing. And Lauren, as always, as always, I'm here. Nobody cares. Thanks, folks. Have a great night.